You ready for another session before nap time? All right. We're going to do a thing called correspondence. And it is not writing letters. And... Let's start with the um, life that we live is often determined, or our perception of the life we live is determined by our viewpoint. So our point of view is from interior, from us, looking out on the world, and then from there we, we take in what others have said, what we've gathered, our experience, and we begin to put pieces together, but it's from observation of the world, the physical world that exists all around us. So this whole idea of correspondence is going, we're going to start with, do this, the physical part, and we're going to have the spiritual part. And I don't know if you guys can see over there. The um, dealing with my dad, so we've had conversations. He's winding down, and we, so we've had conversations about death, and and he's he's as you know asked me to bless him so he could go see Jesus. We've talked about those things, and it's been kind of the uh, part of the conversation each time I've seen him the last last few times, and that idea of what are we dealing with, who are we and what are we dealing with, what's coming, what's the, the next thing, and that's, from our perspective, uh, everything is, from the physical, from our observations, this is life, this is, this is how we operate, so... We move from us to there. So the physical to the spiritual, or we're mortal to immortal, all of those kind of ideas, earth to heaven. So physical to spiritual. And and we'll put some of the things down here that, that go with that. So we've got a body. You guys know about that, right? You're used to that one, that one that's aching and a little full right now, that body. We have a mind, we have senses, Uh, we have, well, uh, the mind, I'll put intellect with that, intellect, reason, logic, all those things are going to go with that, mind, mind, uh, body, mind, senses, Emotions. And uh, the ability to relate to other beings. So we've got this makeup that we, who we are, and we have developed that over time. As kids, we begin to figure out who we are, that, that we are initially kids don't know that they're separate from their mothers. And there's a time when that separation anxiety causes them to cry, when they're being pulled away. 
and then they finally sleep, you know, and, and they can stay in a room by themselves. And if they can't do that, because there are people who, who don't ever arrive at that, and they wind up being just dealing with anxiety their entire lives, because all of that that attachment uh, means that they they don't exist. I mean, they're a question of their own existence if you're not there. So we're talking about some serious stuff. But the body, we know who we are. We operate within our skin and fingers, toes, all, all the stuff that we're used to in, in the physical is, uh, the, here's the correspondence part. So we will take that and then we relate it to the spiritual. So then when God starts referring to himself and saying, you know, he did that by the hand, by the hand of God. And, you know, so we, or he, his eye is on us or whatever. So we come up with these body or attributes that are similar in body that match what we know, what we're used to, what we see here. And then we move it into the eternal, move it into the spiritual. So then we give God some attributes that, that have similarities to, to who we are. And Jesus became human, so in that sense, we've got actual God and body. But before that, when they're thinking of Yahweh, they're thinking in terms of we start with us, who we know, and then we extend that out. That's the correspondence. So what is it? What's corresponding out there based on what we know here? And the mind, we do a similar thing. So we do the mind and we go, well, this is what I'm used to. This is what I know. This is what, what I think about a situation. This is what I think about the world. This is what I think about uh, if you're in Israel. This is what I think about Egypt. This is what I think about Babylon. This is what I think about the Hittites. This is what, so we, we tie it into from us to heaven, imposing on heaven what we think from here because that's our this is our point of view from, from our side. And senses, and we got, when you start going through that one and, and you start thinking, okay, so what can God do? Well, He can hear us, He can see us. Uh, can He pick up on a fragrance? Yeah, the sweet aroma of the incense or the prayers or the, you know, we've got, so the senses, God is picking up, we're giving Him, we're, we're relating to him based on what we know of ourselves and our own observations. So we start with us, and then we move toward him, and we, and we define God, we define eternity, we define all those things out there based on what we know from our experience, what, what we have been through or what humanity's been through if we've studied or read or some of that other. So we have senses over here too. Oops. Then, emotions, and even if we put, you know, the whole uh, happiness, sadness, uh, being uh, love, we put all of those things in there, and we go, well, this, I know how I love, I know how I feel about people, I know what I want, for, we talked about it this morning, 
the, the answer most parents give about their kids, well, I just want you to be happy. So we impose that on God. So my idea is I just want them to be happy. So I'm going, that's what God thinks of me. Do you see how this is going? I start over here from my observation, my feelings, how I think about it. And I make that about heaven. I make that about God. I make that what's happening on the throne. And then how I relate to others, other beings. Then the, the relating is connected to, I like that guy, I don't like that guy. This is why. I don't have to have a why, I just don't like him. And so we just come up with a whole way of how relationships work. And we can't figure out why more marriages fail. Anyway, we're starting from our observation, and we go that direction into the spiritual and eternal. Now... Our biggest problem is doing that. And when we get it turned around, right side up, we start with God. And he's the one who came up with this idea, even of a body. And he manifests himself in that way. So from time, you know, from time to time until Jesus, now he's permanently manifested in the Son in a body. But here's a body. And there's his idea that we have head and shoulders and knees and all the parts he came up with that so it's starting from here going there it's not starting there going here we start with the spiritual everything is corresponding to what's in eternity the thing that lasts the longest we don't even know if we can't do a linear thing on this like how long has god been out there he's always been out there we just happen to be in a a time a thing called time that has been created, and it has a length to it, and it's just going to go so far. But out there, that doesn't even exist. He's taken a little bit of that thing he created called time and the physical material world and put all of this in it. But it corresponds to what's out there. We make it all about this. What's it going to be in heaven? Is it going to be like what I know because everything is based on what I know? And let me, if it's like what I know then I like chocolate chips. So that'll, that'll work. Cho- chocolate chip cookies will work. And so we start defining what's out there based on, well, I want this kind of, it, when I hear people doing funerals, it's, well, he was always fishing, so there's going to be great fishing in heaven, and he's already in his bass boat, and everybody's, ah. No, it's spiritual to physical. It's not physical to spiritual. It's going this, this way. That's the correspondence. What's the mind intellect? Well, we start with, this is what I know. So God can't know any more than I do. And obviously, I already know what's best for me in this situation and best for everybody else I know. And everybody in Russia and Belarus and Angola, I know what's best for all of them. And God's going, oh, my gosh. Start over here. What are we supposed to be working towards? What are we supposed to have? The mind of Christ. 
Is that here to here or here to there? Our minds are supposed to be taking on what he has, what he knows, the logic, the reason of heaven, more information than our brains could hold, and he wants to impart that into us. We are supposed to be renewed in the way that we think. We're supposed to have our whole the thought processes, the data that, we, that we're processing is supposed to come from heaven and then enter into our minds. That's how this works. It goes from here to there. Is this making sense yet? It's not from here to here. It's not us telling him. This will eliminate a whole lot of frustration if you're entering into prayer or, or you, 1 Corinthians First uh, Corinthians chapter 2 when he's talking about it, they're not spiritually minded. They won't get this because they are not spiritually minded. So we're reading through the scriptures and we get to these things. Well, I just don't get it. So I think it would be better if the moral situation we're in in the world today is because it would be better if and we substitute our mind for what God has given and say, I know better because I don't get it. I read that, I don't get it. And he said, spiritually minded will get it. Those who are not spiritually minded will not get it. So if you've bumped up against some things in Scripture and go, I don't get it, go to him. Renewing of your mind. So that he's working that so that you can start thinking his way. He's the one who came up. He's the one with the intellect. He's the one with info. He's the one who came up with logic. So we could know this is either or. This is how to recognize truth. This is, he's providing that from here. We're not telling him how this works. He's, he's providing that for us. And senses. You know, I'm the one I feel. This is, this is the thing that I'm feeling. And I see it and I taste it and I smell it and I and he's going I created the senses he has all the senses we know five five thousand wouldn't be enough for him so much more and he wants to bring that to us he gives us a he gives us a start he's providing some basic things and moving us in that direction but we start with our five and we go well and heaven's going to be like that and, and there'll be harp music, and and then there's this great comfortable house or mansion, depending on the the uh, translation or my understanding of what heaven's all about. So if I can get, you know, I just I, I just want my comfortable spot because in my mind this is what that would be like, and you know we build it based on our experience and our from our senses and what food would taste like and what colors look like and all that and he's opened the doors on that you get into heaven and it's just more of the colors more of the flavors more of the aromas more of color uh lights that are that are coming from all over because he's placed these these plants these things that are there radiate life and god is makes the senses come alive in whole new ways, which he can do here, and he will do with us here if we listen to him. He will do it right here in this life, in the kingdom of God, as we're walking around because we're going to submit, we're supposed to present our whole body to the Lord. 
That's, that's our true way of worship. So we present the physical to, we're taking, you know, this is, a, this is supposed to be more of a spiritual thing, but we're put, putting it that direction. We're going to get the mind of Christ. We want our senses to be in tune with what he's doing and how he's doing it. Our emotions come into line because he created emotions that sadness and happiness, gladness, all the stuff that are part of emotions. He, he's the one who de- designed that. Those aren't bad things. They get out of whack just, just because, again, we come from our own experience and we make God feel, well, you should be mad about this. You sh- That's bad. God, I can't believe you didn't take care of that. That is bad. And if you just made me happy... But you didn't make me happy, so that's bad. And if that's bad, you're bad. What happens to our theology after that? Trust, faith, growth, development. We're, what happens to all those areas in life? And he's saying, I created your emotions. I understand. And what I want to input in there is, is the right kind of emotions so that you're glad about the things you should be glad about, mad about the things you should be mad about, moving in the direction that God from heaven wants to input into us and prepare us for heaven. All of this is part of heaven because out there, all of this is flowing from him. All of it. So the relationships that we're talking about, being able to relate with other beings, communicate, talk, pass on ideas back and forth, all of those kind of things that we do for relating with other beings we're going to do that with humans we do that with humans here how well do you do that with angelic beings how do you do that with some kind of a kind of a created heavenly entity that has the head of an ox and you're going i I don't know i'd just be totally freaked out and you go, well, he's at the throne of God. He's got this job. He loves God. You're going to be able to relate to him? Not right now, because that's just freaky. Renewing of the mind. Okay, God is doing something more. We're going to relate with each other. Those relationships take us into the heavenlies where we relate with more beings that are created and have been made by God and are part of the family. And the angels are going to be rejoicing that we are there. And all of us together are going to, to worship the one who's on the throne. And we're going to say, worthy is the lamb who was slain. All of that's going to bring us all together. We'll be able to relate to and with them. But we flip this thing. And if we don't flip this thing, then everything comes from us. Everything I think about God is in relationship. How does it correspond to me here? Not how does it correspond from here? We're not, we're not infinite like God. We don't know everything like God. We have in our minds the idea that we do. Because often we don't think we're going to die. And, and then we're shocked if we go to the doctor and they say, you know, you're, you're limited. You go, I didn't learn that in first grade, so I guess i got to hear it now. You're limited. You don't know everything. Well, I know everything. That's why I'm demanding of God to do it my way. But when we do this, we flip it, and the correspondence is God knows, God created, God has this direction, God has a purpose, and I put all of these things that are part of me under him, and I begin to change these things as I ought. So 
Turn to Romans 12. It's hiding. Come on. And remember, back in the day, these weren't, these were not, uh, the chapters and verses weren't there. So if you go to the, to the original manuscripts and scrolls, uh, this, this is all just going to be together. So I'm going to back up to chapter 11, verse 34. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. Next part. So, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. It flips it. Who knows the Lord's thoughts? Who can give him advice? Everything comes from him, exists by his power, intended for his glory. So, we start with the spiritual, with the end in mind, with what's out there, eternal. We come into uh, correlation with, with what God's doing, and then the correspondence is from spiritual to physical, not physical to spiritual. So we're going to go from this direction to that. And we're told that the temple in heaven that Moses saw, he saw the real thing, and then the one that was built here, the tabernacle and the temple, were copies. They were designed after what he saw out there. And what we are seeing developed here it, as on the altars and the, the practices of worship are things that are reflecting and copied from out there. So it's spiritual, eternal, comes here, it's material, physical, and we're, we're dealing with it on this, on this plane or on this planet you see how that fits? I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all of all he's done for you, but let them be a living and holy sacrifice. That's how we worship him. We give him this because that's that body that we're going to have, fingers, toes, knees, eyebrows, we're taken with us. It's a spiritual body, but we're taking we have a full-on body in the spiritual or in the spiritual realm. But back over here. In the mind, we're going to be able to remember, think more clearly, work through things with, without the interference of sin or, or motivations that are questionable, all that will be gone. And we'll be able to think the way God wants us to think. But he's giving us the information here. We need to be what he's called us to be, a living and holy sacrifice. And don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. What behaviors and customs of this world that you just go, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'm good with it. How do you come up with that? How many things you just go, yeah, yeah, I'm good. 
because you're coming from here and imposing that on him or finding out from him and going, you know what? There's some things in my life, the way I think, the things I'm doing, the motivations, the priorities. I need to quit telling him how this works. I need to submit to him, body, mind, and spirit, and go from here to there, not from there to here. So we turn it around. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. No, I'm thinking fine. I just need God to come in agreement with me. Nope. Let him change the way we think. I'm thinking, okay, I can't think of anything that needs to be changed. That's your first indication. Something needs to change. Because I guarantee you, you are not thinking his way if you think all you're thinking is okay. Because you're influenced by the world. Your observations, your experiences here, and I'm okay. And God's saying, no, you're not. You need to be renewed in the way you think so that your mind comes into, becomes the mind of Christ and you take your senses, your emotions, and your ability to relate to others with you this direction. When he tells us to love one another like he loves, how do we do that with our mind based on the world and our personal experiences in this world? How do we do that? He's from out there. He says, love one another like I have loved you. We can't do it if we don't have the mind of Christ. We can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. It comes from the Spirit and moves this way. That's how we relate. We try to do it on our basis. That's how we get all these shows, these drama shows. They're just everywhere because everybody's sharing. Look at the junk in my life. How many prayer requests do you hear from other people related to this isn't working? Because it's always going to start over there and tell God how to fix it. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that will impact all of that. So correspondence. Instead of starting with the physical, going to the spiritual, start with the spiritual, go to the physical. Ultimately, we come back here because that's where we go to spend time with God and the eternal and the heavenlies and the bigger family of God and all the divine beings that are all around us and will be around us forever. So that's the beginning. Any, any thoughts, questions? Thing come to mind.